can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm not Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, get his in This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. That's how we start the show. Damn, uh, I turned up my volume for some reason, so now my ears are ringing. Yeah, yeah. When we, that music yeah. kicked in. It was it was a eleven. Yeah, we are live. The number one weekly episodic wrestling podcast in the state of Kentucky. The A Show, the only show that matters. Two guys in a wrestling podcast. Hey, Sean, and he's our uh, Sean has hey, already showed up. Hey, it's that guy. I forgot yeah, what his name was. Shane from no. Funny Freddy yeah, Show. Yeah, Shane, that that guy. Yeah, Shane from Go. the. Uh... <laughs> hey, Lee. Uh, Shane, I got a question for you though, dude. I heard you all were doing a live stream last night, and I looked it up. I was trying to find it, and it was like I looked up Funny Freddy and Friends. Then I realized no, he didn't no, have friends, so no. I looked up Funny Freddy, and I couldn't find it under that either. No, you had to look up. Nice guy, Andy podcast. I know it's I I, I know it's hard, but you got to look it up. Yeah, uh, well, give it a shot one day. So, hey, late. Uh, oh, and by the way, they have a new name. They have a new name. Okay, it's it's Freddie. It's Freddie Friendly and uh, the uh, and the food stamps. Well, so Freddie Friendly and the food stamp bunch. Yeah, All right, pretty much. So, what what were we going to do today? I know we, we were going to go into some of the crazy crap that's been going on since WrestleMania. Of course, rumors of this match and that match and their unifying titles and who knows what well, all they're doing. I don't know what WWE is doing anymore. I really don't. Um, wow. Anyways, uh, I don't know what they're doing anymore, honestly. I mean, they're unifying the tag titles at Backlash. That is confirmed. Uh, as far as what's going to hey, happen Lindsay? after As far as what's going to happen after that. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? As far as what's going to happen after that, I have no idea. Well, you know, um, I think they're slowly going to have unification matches until everything. There is one, one title for everything. I don't. I think they're getting ready. I don't want to necessarily say they're getting ready, ready to end the brain split, which I wish they would. I'm tired of it. 
They're I probably think just gonna, about everybody else is. Pro- I, yeah, but I, I think, think we're, we're all going to have we're going to have one champion over each brand. Yeah, I think what they're doing is they're going to kind of go back to the how the original brand split was, where you have the world champion, the women's champion, and I think the tag team champions going on both shows. Right, and then have the uh, whatever their mid card title uh, for SmackDown. It would be the Intercontinental. For Raw, it'll be the um, U.S. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And by the way, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm still fighting off a little bit of a cold, so I don't quite sound as I normally would. But uh, yeah, I'm fighting off a cold. It happens. Yeah. And I, uh, Sean was saying that uh, I don't even think WWE knows what it's doing, and I agree. I don't think they do either. Uh, and yeah, it was supposed to be like that in O2. Of course, we've yeah. got Nelson. Uh, uh, Nelson Mania chiming here with uh, SmackDown just needs to go away. Well, I mean, let's be real. He's not wrong. No, it's actually gone downhill, but I don't think you'll ever see it go away. And thank you, Sean. I've actually had this for about a week, so everything's breaking and should be over here in the next couple of days, I hope. Yeah, like, I mean, but let's face it, he's not wrong. Also, and do not forget, this weekend, we are going to be going back to Frankfurt, Kentucky for KEPW. <sighs> Frankfurt. Good old Every Frankfurt. time I talk about that place, I want chili dogs. I know, right? Every hmm. time. Name, name, name a town after a freaking hot dog. I don't get it. But, hey, yeah. we are going to be at the KEPW Supercard. Supercard live. Yeah, which is going to be kind of good. I mean, as, as you kind of, we, we kind of got our beginning with working with live wrestling and doing stuff from shows and things like that at, at KEPW with Bobby and Scott. and. Yeah, we're going to, uh, technically, this would be kind of a homecoming for us. Right. I know Miss Elizabeth was there, and look what happened. Yeah, she's actually buried there. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, she's actually buried in Frankfurt. Hmm. Well, I mean, it stands the reason if that's where she was from. Yeah. Right? Every time, man, it's like, the bad thing is I don't have stuff to get, and it's cold outside. I don't want to go get it. And I'm not Instacart, and I'm not paying for Instacart just to bring me enough stuff to make chili dogs, you know? Yeah, Instacart is hella expensive right now. Not, not, it's not bad. Like, if I was to take an Uber, it's going to cost me about, with a tip, 30 bucks to get from here to the store and back. Yeah. As you know, I, you got to tip them. I mean, these people, yeah. they live off of the percentages and crap. You got to give them a, a, a decent tip. Instacart, I usually tip them because I don't usually buy that much. But so I usually tip them around 10 bucks. And it cost, so it cost me about 20. So it's cheaper yeah. for me usually to do Instacart to do it than it is to actually go to the store myself. Yeah. And also, we were going to talk a little bit about the problem with the championships. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean's just saying, don't, don't watch out. Don't get slapped again. First of all, let's just say I ain't forgot about that. And uh, if he tries it again, it might be a little different outcome. Yeah. Any, Mike's anyways, squealing. Whatever. Like, Anyways, uh, and, and we were going to talk about the cha- the championship problem. How like because literally, I think at one time, I think at one time, me and you counted 
between all three brands on WWE, there was like 38 championships. Yeah. And now, uh, what would do we do yesterday? AEW has a chance of having 16 titles available for one two-hour show. Basically, I mean, if you count the AEW titles, which is the world title, women's title, TBS title, TNT title, the tag title, that's five different championships right there. Okay. Ring of Honor, you have the Ring of Honor world title, the period title, the tag title, and the women's title, and the TV title. title. And that's also five different titles. And then you had the influx of the AAA championships and possibly New Japan championships now that AEW and New Japan is doing, doing a super show together sometime in the third week of June. Right. Sean hit the nail on the head. It's a champion overload, a championship overload. No company needs more than four or five belts at the most. And that's only yeah. if you have a women's division. First off, I mean, the women's title, the women's tag team titles, and I'm not trying to put down any, any one that's held it, you know, like it's right now, it's held by Sasha Banks and, and Naomi. They're the boss glow, which is wow. Yeah. Uh, but who cares about that title? I'm sorry. I can't put it any other way. Who cares and, about that title? And Sean's comment about AEW treating Ring of Honor as ECW 2006, I don't think that's true. And I'll tell you why I don't think that's true. Because the ECW championship was never really defended on Raw or SmackDown in 2006. Now, the Ring of Honor titles have been defended on AEW television. Yeah, I don't think. Did they? I can't remember if they did or not. But I can't no, they. I don't think that they ever defended the ECW championship on Raw or SmackDown. Now, I know when Van Dam held both titles, he defended one on Raw and one on ECW. Okay. Nelson Mania. Why talk about AEW? Cody Rhodes is no longer there. Well, let's talk about Cody Rhodes and the fact that the WWE finally made Dusty Rhodes is my daddy a, a workable gimmick. But yeah. the bad thing is, at some point in probably the very near future, we get the writings on the wall, they're going to feed him to Roman Reigns. Roman well, Reigns I mean, is going to chew him up and spit okay. him out. Now let's talk about let's talk about this. The rumor and innuendo is supposedly Cody's supposed to win Money in the Bank this year, and the cash in is supposed to happen on July fourth on an episode of Raw. So, do you think that that they're going to probably have Cody come close to beating Roman and then get the shaft put to him? Or is Roman just going to demolish Cody? Well, with them having the rumor also going that they want Roman to be champion in a Bruno San Martino way. Where yeah, he's they going want, to be they champion want him for to, years. They want, they want him to at least hold the title through WrestleMania next year. Then, yeah, he's going to get destroyed. I mean, honestly, I would... If I was doing it just to just to build some stuff up, we do have a pay per view coming up at the end of that month. Yeah, I would have what 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 I would do is what you talked about. I would have yeah. Cody 
win the championship on the cash-in, and then lose it at SummerSlam. Right, have a, a pissed-off tribal chief. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we've heard that. We've been hearing that, and it's it's like I said, I don't... I don't... How do, how do I put this? I think they're going to destroy... Because right now they are booking him like a million bucks. They're making Cody Rhodes seem like Ric Flair. I mean, and that's kind of rare. Yeah. But for them to kill that momentum, build him and 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 build him, getting one-on-one with Reigns and then kill it. It's kind of kind of stupid. Well, then again, this is the WWE we're talking about here. Well, like I said, there's a couple of ways you can go about it. Like, I gave you my idea uh, whenever we talked about it on the phone. I was like, why not have Cody go for the cash-in and lose by shenanigans, of course, and then continue a longer program with Roman. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. And and it might be able to get pulled out, but I still don't see any way of him taking on rings and losing and not coming out damaged. Oh God, look at look at look at who's in the chats. Look who actually showed up to play. It's other guy Allen. Yeah, hey other guy Allen. Yes, other guy Allen. Uh yeah. How you doing? You actually showed up to play. Hey, I can say one thing about, you know, other guy Allen and Shane. At least they're not like AEW and talking shit and then not showing up. Yeah. Oh. Are you okay, man? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I've got a little bit of a cold. First mm. time. Oh, oh, so you're at, that's cool. So this is what a podcast looks like. Yeah, you this talk is actually at what a camera. This is this is what a oh. professional podcast See, this, looks like. This 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 n- no bad. This yes. Yeah, too. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. You might have a really nice studio, and I'm going to be honest with you. You got a really nice studio. No, but no, I'm not on some phones. See, uh, my phone. But but oh, here's the I thing. see. You didn't recognize it. See, th- this this is a, a new cell phone. It ain't a flip phone. I'm sorry. But, okay, now let's be real, okay? I will say this, and this is the only compliment that I'm going to give to nice guy Andy, okay? You have a really nice studio. I'll give you props on that. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Really good stuff there. But it's quality over it's quantity basically it's quality over whatever you want to call that and we have a quality wrestling podcast while you on the other hand have something that looks nice and you give out shit yeah i'm trying to get caught back up here we had apparently a question here oh there it is what was the question cody is could be the golden calf I just want to point with one thing when you're referring to the golden calf. You do know that was sacrificed. But, uh, yeah, like I said, they're booking Cody, Cody Rhodes like a million bucks. And it's it, at some point it's going to leave. It's all roads leave lead to Roman Reigns in the WWE. Uh, 
And that right there is where he's going to fall short. And I just don't know if they're going to, you know, if they will will be able to save because it's kind of, it's a momentum thing. If you got a race car going 100 miles an hour and it hits a brick wall, that brick wall kills its momentum. It's not going to restart at 100 miles an hour. It might be able to move again, but it's not going to move at that same speed. You know, what's going to happen with Cody? He loses to Roman Reigns. He goes back to feuding with The Miz or with Seth Rollins or whatever. And then at some point, he becomes the United States champion. We're back yeah. to Stardust. You know? Uh, people are saying that, but I don't think that that, that that's going to... I'm not using the... I'm not meaning Stardust in the literal sense that he's coming out as Stardust. I'm meaning he's back to that mid-card purgatory. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You got a point. That's what I'm meaning. When I say he's back to being Stardust, I don't mean he's actually going to come out as Stardust. He's going to be back in that mid card where he's just going to fade into obscurity again. Well, eh. I mean, yeah. And also, there's a rumor that a lot of AEW talent, especially certain pillars of the company, are talking about leaving. And I I kind of see that one, too. I've been hearing a lot of MJF wanting to leave. Uh, Jericho talking about he's probably done after his contract expires. John Moxley oh. is in his third yeah. year, but he but he has an out in his contract. He can leave at any time. Yeah, and a lot of it was... Um, and uh, a lot of his rumors seem to be feeling more from... Not from him, but from his wife. Renee Young... Seems to be, or, or was well. It, here's, yet, here's seems here's to be thing. dropping little little rumors. Here's the thing, though, when it comes to someone like a Moxley, he has a back door out of that contract. He can literally show up to TV until until Tony Khan, you know, something screw you, I'm gone. You yeah. know, he absolutely could. And I agree. He and see, that's that's where I've always had the problem with with Cody. Well, I've had more of the problem with Cody's fans because they're all, you know what I mean. They're going double fisting on him, and he is his whole gimmick. His whole gimmick is I'm Dusty Rhodes' son. That was it. That's his whole gimmick. It's not I'm the best. It's not. I'm this, I'm that. No, it's I'm Dusty Rhodes' son. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes was my daddy. And he works that into everything he does within the first, like, 35 seconds of it. He's sitting on a show about him and his wife. After a show that he helped create, and the first thing he says in the interview is, I'm Cody Rhodes, a professional wrestler. Dusty Rhodes is my daddy. Yeah, but it works. Like we, you know, no in AEW it didn't. That got in him AEW, in the house in, he built. In in AEW it didn't, but somehow, some way, that evil maniacal billionaire owner that's gonna that 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 AEW fans loathe apparently pulled it off. You know that's that's what I'm saying. In WWE, they made it work. They did it right. Because the first thing they do is, is they come out and they don't have him necessarily doing the Dusty Rhodes is my dad. It's, I want to win this for him. He lost it. He didn't get it back. 
I want to get it, and it's never leaving a road's waste. That kind of thing. Uh, that made Dusty never. Dusty never won the WWE title. He didn't call it the WWE title. He called it the World. And you got to remember, he never. He was the NWA World Champion, and Cody did refer to the World title. Oh. And then when okay. he said title, there was one of the times that he said title, and the Miz said, or he said belt, or something like that, and he was like, "Belts, hold your pants up. These are titles." Yeah, basically going off of pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. Yeah, and that's gonna that happens. Uh, you're absolutely right. MJF's gonna fly, thrive anywhere he goes. Oh, without a doubt. I do think he's gonna have a little rougher time in WWE than he is in AEW because he's gonna have less freedom to say what he actually is. And let's face it, MJF is an asshole at my level. So when you, when your hands get tied, it's bad. Yeah, uh, so let's see. Sasha Banks has been talking. Well, they have a huge women's division in AEW, but the bad thing is most of them are not that good, and that's, that's about all you can say about it. It's there. Yeah, that's why he became the natural, Dusty Dustin Rhodes. That's why he, he moved ahead. You know, remember, I was actually, I just heard a story uh, not too long ago. They were talking about... Uh, just talking about things with Shaquille O'Neal and about how he developed his style. You know, Shaq had a ferocious dunk, like massive power. It was hard to get in between him, hard to block. And he looked and he, they were like, where did you come up with that? And he's like, well, it was simple. I grew up watching Magic Johnson and Showtime. Anyone who in the NBA is, or into basketball that knows anything about basketball knows what I mean when I say Showtime. It was big finesse. It was quick moves. It was finger rolls on the inside with reverses. It was massive. It was great. So he's trying to do that stuff. And he missed an easy layup instead of going for the dunk. Well, he goes outside. His, his dad calls him. And they go outside and they talk. And he's like, what are you doing in there? He's like, man, I'm getting my magic on. I'm doing showtime. I'm doing this. And he smacks the crap out of him and says, stop trying to be magic. Go be Shaquille O'Neal. And yeah. that's what Cody needs to do. He's got to stop trying to be Dusty and start being Cody. I mean, I understand he wants to pay tribute to Dusty. I get that. But to make it your entire gimmick is kind of okay. Yeah, that's just it. But, yeah, that's that to me, to make it your entire gimmick is just, that's kind of, okay. I don't think Dusty would like that. I really don't. Well, no, he was he developed title. Well, here he developed titles. He developed talent. That's what he did. We wouldn't have Seth Rollins. We wouldn't have Roman Reigns. We wouldn't have Dean Ambrose. The way that they carry themselves in the rings, all those stuff that that stuff came from Dusty. You know yeah. him working with them in Florida. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like you know you're always told, especially whenever you're training, don't be. Your don't be your favorite wrestler. Be the first you. Exactly, and that's something. And that's something that's always stuck with me. You can take integral parts of your favorite wrestler. You know what I'm saying, but don't have it take over your entire gimmick. Be differentiate yourself, but you can cherry pick certain things. Right. I mean, look, no one is ever a true, true original. Like you look at Ric Flair. He took parts the way he dressed. That was Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. You know, his chops, his woo, that was Wahoo McDaniels. 
you know, uh, the the name Nature Boy. That was Buddy Rogers. He and Sean and, and actually Sean and actually Sean is right. Flair Flair even wanted to be at Rhodes. His original yes, name was his Rambling original Ricky name Rhodes. Was, uh, yeah, Rambling Ricky Rhodes. That was his original name. And even and and exactly what you just said is exactly what Dusty said to him. Don't try to be another Dusty Rhodes. Be the first Ric Flair. Exactly. Be the and first Ric Flair. He took little pieces of this and little pieces of that and combined it together and look what he became. It's, it's, it's the same thing with The Undertaker. The Undertaker took pieces of pop culture. He took pieces of horror movies to pull that character off. Yeah, he took uh, the eye roll, the setup. That was for Michael Myers. He took all that. He, he took a lot of it from Michael Myers, Freddy, Jason, you know, different horror movie icons. He took a lot of the cadence of the Undertaker came from those, from those three integral serial killers in movies. Was Freddy, Michael Myers, and Jason? Yeah, and you're right. I think when he was undashing Cody Rhodes, that was probably his best heel work. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would honestly say that. Oh, we got to skip the really, 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 Shane. We're, you're back to being Shane now. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, yeah, the, you don't lost Madonna, your, you the WWE. Yeah, you don't lost your name there, sir. You're back to being you're, you're he, back to being Shane. Did, did he do a special and deep throw to a Coke bottle that I missed? Uh, if he did that, that that's a that, that's a talent. <laughs> well, she did that. Yeah, that that's that's also a talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was the yeah he was the the pinnacle of, of success. Really, he was I mean, the dude. He was the cornerstone of every freaking generation. Every, dude, I'm sorry to say it, Nelson Mayhew, but I'm gonna say it. He was better than the than, than Hogan. I think he was. I don't. Okay, he did not me, draw okay. more. He, as I say, he did I'm, not I'm draw not saying, more money than I'm Hogan. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. No, 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 no. Cena drew more money than Hogan. Austin drew more money than Hogan. I'm saying for longevity in one company. I was about to say. I think he was a more integral part of the company than Hogan. Okay, okay. There, there. That's that's a little bit better. Where he he okay now I get it I'm I'm thinking okay. like we got some weird okay. I didn't I was about to say I do not remember the Undertaker ever coming out in them cone titty nipple things that she came okay. out in well deep well now that backstage. well well now well now that Shane well, well now that Shane explained himself he's back to Sean now right. we get it I um, get, and, I, and I got to and I will I will fully uh, agree with that Sean Madonna regrettably has continued to change herself and her music style and things like that to continue her career, even though she's still acting like the 20-year-old bimbo at 185, you know, uh, and we all wish she would retire and lose the fake British accent. But she has changed to keep herself on that top level. Every time she she needed to, she changed 
And I, I figured that probably was where you were going with this. And I just wanted to tease you and make the deep threading Coke bottles joke. Um, you know, and the Undertaker did that. When he yeah. first came in, he was the, the cartoonish. Although, although me and you have talked about this off the phone, uh, I was, I mean, I was there for the debut of, of the different gimmick for the Undertaker at, at Judgment Day 2000. Uh, I didn't like the American Badass. Well, I mean, still, if he had not changed it, if he had not changed his gimmick, and I'll be the first to admit it, while I, I didn't mind the character, I after he lost the Kid Rock and the Limp Biscuit version of the entrance when he was Big Evil, I hated that damn entrance song. We were talking about that like, yesterday. Like, but to, you know, like when he's me, like, if you me, listen though, to that, it that entrance took forever, and I'm like, dude, just get in the effing ring. Uh, yeah. But now with me, if the he hadn't why... changed the, if he hadn't become the American Badass, I, the Undertaker would have died. No, no. You're right. But for me, as a hardcore Undertaker fan, and, and let's face it, Undertaker was the was the guy to me whenever I was a kid. Um, and you didn't really hear him that much. Paul Bearer took care of most of the promos, and you would only hear him in short spurts, and it would be for a short period of time. You get used to that cadence, and then you hear him cutting promos talking about, oh, I'm going to make you famous and all this other bullshit. It's like, you lose me. You, you just lose me because I grew up on – you know, the dark brooding undertaker, not this biker undertaker. Well, see, and, and there's another thing we talked about yesterday and we could throw this in because we talk, I talk about the, we were talking about the fact that, um, in my opinion and in a lot of opinions, the dark Knight was one of the best superhero movies and probably the best Batman movie. Well, I always look at it because Batman Begins was really good. And then you had that Heath Ledger Joker in Dark Knight. It was incredible. It was great. And then you go to a not so good uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Now, yeah. had the Dark Knight, Dark Knight not been as good as it was, would the Dark Knight Rises have been that bad? Probably not. And that's the thing. You have an Undertaker who's he's good with promos, not exceptionally phenomenal, but he's good. He's solid. On the other hand, he was just led by Paul Bearer, Percy Pringle, who, on the other hand, is actually great at promos. He's great at talking. He's great when he gets on the mic. So would he have been as bad on the mic himself had you not been thinking of all the great Paul Bear promos that he had hit over and over, and now he comes in and he's not at that level. It's kind of like LeBron James coming in playing after Michael Jordan. You're used to watching the greatest, and then the also guy comes in. Yeah, uh, exactly. I do see. I did want to see this comment. Hogan was the best in the mid '80s and part of the '90s, and it, and you're right. That's that's not necessarily what we were referring to because, like I said, it wasn't. There's no way the Undertaker drew as much money as Hogan. It just didn't happen. We will fully admit that. I'm talking about when we said he was an integral part of the company. His influence backstage, his working with other talent, his things like that. He was a much more integral and, part of this company than Hogan was. 
and and <clears throat> his willingness to put young talent over, which is something Hogan did not want to do. No, including him. So, you know, he was an integral part of WWE through every generation from the golden era, half of the golden era, into the attitude era, into the witness aggression era, and then into the era that we're in today. Right. You know, he even did the, uh, when he was the, uh, part of the American badass gimmick, big evil, whatever you want to call it, he used to do the slogan, I'll make you famous. And that's exactly what he did. He would go when he would give the rub to younger guys. They would get wins over him. He would, like, acknowledge something they did backstage and do it on camera. He did it with John Cena. He did it with Jeff Hardy, you know. He was always willing to do that stuff. He did, and, it. He, he did He did. it with Batista. He did it with Randy Orton. Right. And I still, and I challenge anyone to say it. I still say that match between him and Batista at what was a WrestleMania 23. Yeah, 23, him and Batista. That match, you put that against any match. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, okay. okay, we'll give you that okay. one, Sean, except DDP. All right, All right. we're going to defend this DDP thing. I don't <sighs> think DDP wanted to do that, honestly. And let's face it, it would have been better for like for, like, DDP to have worked with someone like, I don't know, maybe The Rock. People's champion versus people's champion. It would have worked, you know? And I think that's a lot of the issue because you're looking at the, like you said, it was somebody who was a fan favorite in WCW comes in as this weird stalker. Plus, no offense to the Undertaker's wife at the time, DDP was married to Kimberly. And let's yeah, face let's, it, yeah. she was a hell of a lot hotter than Sarah. Yeah, let's compare. Sarah, Kimberly. Yeah. Sarah, Kimberly. Sarah Kimberly. Yeah. It's, it's so, yeah. It, it, that, and I think that made a lot of sense. But like I said, that 23 match, that match between, and I've said this a lot because everyone, like when we were talking about WrestleMania, it's like, oh, this one's going to steal the show. That one could steal the show. To me, the matches that steal the show are the matches that you go into with a low expectation and they just blow you away. I expected great things from The Undertaker. I've always expected great things from The Undertaker. It's The Undertaker. Batista, on the other hand, he's hooked on phonics and stuck on stupid. Yeah. I did not expect great things from him. And they put on a match that made Batista look almost like Shawn Michaels. I mean, he was just that freaking good. a A lot of that could be attributed to the fact that The Undertaker was in the match. It was. It was a, a lot of that was attributed to him, and like Batista, if I'm not, or yeah, Batista was the Royal Rumble winner. He picks the Undertaker. That is supposed no, to be the, the no, 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 no. The Undertaker was the Rumble winner. Okay, so the Batista, Rumble winner, and he gets yeah, Batista. Batista, okay, yeah, Batista, yeah, but yeah, Batista was the world champion. That was a lot of shots and a lot of years ago. So I might get stuff a little backwards occasionally, but. Batista's pissed because he's not the main event. He's like, we're we're we should be the main event. Royal Rumble winner gets the main event. Not a main event, the main event. Because there is no a main event because you don't have more than one main event a show. I'm sorry, that's stupid. The main event is the last match of the night. So that's why it's called the main event. Um, but anyway, the Undertaker looks at him and says, Well, what are you gonna do? 
they're not going to move you. Sean, I think it was Sean versus uh, uh, Cena. Sean and Cena. Sean and Cena, yeah. And he looks at Batista and he goes, the only thing you can do, go out there and steal the show. Put on the match of your life. Make them regret the fact that you're not the main event. Make them regret they have to follow you. And he did. You know, I he mean, did. They, look at, the... I mean, look at what he did with Shawn Michaels at 25. Right. And I still say that that four match series, the two with Michaels and the two with Triple H were four of the greatest matches of all time. And, I mean, look at what he did with Randy Orton in 05. That match with Randy Orton in 05, I think, made Randy Orton. You can't tell me it didn't. No. That was a big part of the legend killer. That entire series with him made Randy Orton. And yeah, that's, that's you know, that's just and, my opinion. Yeah. Oh no, no doubt. And I don't even. I think uh, Batista could be. Honestly, he could be really a, a whiny person. And the fact of it is, really, but the only thing Batista had going for him was the fact that he was built like a brick shit house, and he looked he looked atim- as t- intimidating as anything. I mean. Well, Especially if you look that. at his stuff when he first came in, for, when he was being Leviathan and OVW, he looked like he was crawling straight out of the pit of hell. Yeah, well, I mean, he was an evil-looking well, mother. Well, he just didn't have that. I mean, we can ask Molina about how big he was, but I'm just saying. Well, I heard one time that it, it, it uh, you know, they went for the roll-up and it fell out the back. Because, uh, yeah, um. Just ask John Morrison. I mean, he held Molina's purse. But, I mean, his in-ring ability just wasn't that great, and he did have a tendency of being whiny and and uh, difficult to work with. But that also depended on who he was. He listened to Triple H. He listened to The Undertaker. He listened to Shawn Michaels. He did listen to the people that were, you know, that were the seniority part. He would listen to them when they'd look at him and say, you need to do this. Of course, the fact of it is he probably would not have had a career had it not been for triple H because he put him into evolution. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if it was not for evolution, I don't think Batista would be where he is today. And that, that was all triple H and Ric Flair. They took him, they set him down. They're like, okay, this is how it works. Cause, uh, Cause Vince wanted to put Garrison Cade in it. Yeah, but Garrison Cade and Randy Orton drove drove Triple H and Ric Flair absolutely nuts. Yeah, but and Triple H went to bat for Batista on that. Yeah, he's like, let's kick him out and put him in. Yeah. So, uh, what else you want to talk about there, Joel? Oh yeah, sorry, it was uh, what was it, Mark oh, Jindrak? It, it was Mark yeah. Jindrak. I had I had Garrison Cade and him confused. Okay. Because they were a tag team, and for a while there, I thought they were the same person. Um, I, Mark Jindrak wasn't bad in ring. His in his backstage stuff was like absolutely just just terrible. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about. <laughs> um, the fact that another podcast. That shall remain nameless. I'm trying to be nice here. 
But I'm gonna let you take it from here. Well, see, that's that's the whole thing. I I, I had a whole bunch of things I was gonna help him with today, but he took his ball and went home. Well, you can still say it. I mean, we're live. I know we're live, and on Roku, which is one of the things I was gonna show him. The fact that uh, yeah. But then again, I do want to take a moment to be to show my appreciation that a celebrity, what was his name, uh, Luscious Lexington or or whatever, he actually, you know, actually Leon uh, Leon Lexington is his name. I know a celebrity to actually talk about us. I mean, the star of, of Men in Black who like to have sex with each other. I mean, that's just yeah. a a major name talking about us. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's uh. That's huge, man. But here's the thing. You know, I said we're going to help you with branding, and here's how we're going to do that, okay? With two guys, you know what you get. You get two guys in a wrestling podcast. Two guys talking about wrestling. That's what we are. Um, With you, it sounds like, you know, basically you're a Walmart doll. So let me help you out here. Nice guy, Andy, okay? Oh. Nice guy, Andy. Uh, That's what happens whenever, you know, you're at the last little bit of your life and you just want to taste a bullet one time. I don't know. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, well, we got Johnny saying some things and, and Sean just, Sean's like, just leave me out of it. So I, Sean, I don't know. Sean, Sean, we'll leave you out of it. Okay. We're going to be well, nice see, and leave you out of it. Here's the thing. And I'm going to put it in, in the words of my good friend, Michael. Nice guy, Andy. I'm asshole Joe. And it sounds to me like you kind of got a, a battleship mouth and a robo rowboat ass because when I start shooting, you start retreating, and you leave. I would say Johnny and uh and and poor Sean here to take the brunt of it. I mean, just like, well, I guess we we now have something in common with your wife, and that's utter disappointment. Um, uh, so I do think. Because there there are times that you 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 have to give people warnings, and it's not and it's not trying to to boast and brag about yourself. It's just giving you a warning of what to expect when you come to me. You don't to quote the the great Rowdy Rowdy Piper. You don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. I am the machine gun. I am an asshole at a whole I mean, other level. You don't even want like, to. And I think the flip phone comment it, it seemed to hit home. And a nice guy left. Yeah, I mean, let's um, face it. We know he ain't busy. I mean, what else is he going to be doing? <laughs> He's going to sit around his little studio and watch wrestling again. Out there, then then the people ended up watching that show because, you know, one of his greatest uh, taglines could be nice guy Andy. When you've already watched two guys, and well, you ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah, so, I agree. I think because... He took his ball and went home, and it's much more fun to play play with each other. You know, another thing that he's not really familiar with, it's just like sex. Insult battles are a group activity. Better done with okay. others, not by yourself. Okay. Okay, first of all, Johnny, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say watching wrestling is wrong. Because it's not. Okay. But when you base your entire show around watch alongs just like every other podcast does, and then you come out of a podcast that does a weekly show and two is weekly shows. That do, yeah, that does two weekly shows, and we're on a network and we're on Roku TV, and we have oh, yeah, companies and we have companies that contact us. Like, 
KEPW contacted us a year ago to come and cover their stuff. TCW, we did commentary for them. New South Wrestling follows our page. Um, I'm just saying, the differences between our podcasts is very, very, very vast. Our podcast is seen all across the world in how many countries? Well, basically, when you combine YouTube, all the different places were downloadable. Roku, if it's got Wi-Fi, it can find it. Because I know, and I know we're still famous in Australia. I don't know why the Aussies love us. For me, yeah, we're uh, like we're famous in Australia. We're famous in Canada. We're famous in Russia. Even Vladimir Putin's watching this shit. Okay, we're famous probably because he's trying to hack us or something. I don't know. I don't know. We're famous all over the state of Kentucky. Look at our demographic. Most of our demographic is female. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's so not got... really compare this here. So, like I said, we got 15 minutes. And let's get back to something wrestling related. Well, okay. Now, I brought this up to you, and I put it actually in our group chat on Facebook. If you're not part of that, just send us a message, and we'll put you in it. Um, Basically, I have a new segment that I want to start. The Wrestler Report Card. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was where we were talking about The Undertaker, and I said I don't think – I think that would be a two – that wouldn't be a good one to start with. And we let the fans vote on The Wrestler, and we – do a report card based on cadence, legacy, in-ring ability, stuff like that, microphone work, stuff like that, and and literally grade them on all of it. And I say that we start it next week, and we put up three wrestlers on the two guys page, and we have the fans vote on who they want to be on, who they want to have the first ever two guys in a wrestling podcast wrestle report card on. That would work. I mean, like I said, I I don't really know who to go at first because I don't want to do something that's going to be. Yeah, I don't want to go something too too uh, too unheard of. You know, I don't want to come out with someone you know that like was in you know the AWA territory back in 1948 or some crap. You know, but I think going with someone like the Undertaker or something like that that would have been a little bit too much of a um, Easy layup. Right. Yeah, you want to go to somebody so, and actually have something to talk about. Yeah. So, how about so you guys in the chats right now? Who would you like to see be done on the first ever two guys in a wrestling podcast wrestler report card? You can post your comments here, and we'll put and and we'll put it to a vote right now. Anybody? No. Anyone? What's up? Nothing. I was pulling up. Yeah, I was actually pulling. My TV was acting funny for a second. Uh, Well. Uh, Oh, Scorpio Sky. That's actually a pretty good one. That could be a good one. Okay. There's one. Anybody else want to put anybody else want to put their name in the hat? (laughs) Of course, Nelson, you're going to pick Hogan. But sometimes Hogan is just Hogan, you know, and you got to kind of. And I think also he's another one because if you look, okay, well, we're going to grab Hogan here real quick. 
Does Scorpio Sky, I don't think I've got enough time to do him. Honestly, I don't. Because that's a pretty integral little part there. You know, he did a lot with is, you know, a lot. It had kind of a, a career that he's now kind of gone into his own zone. And there's a, there's a lot to talk about with him. But let's look at Hogan. Through the 80s. Drawing power, unmatchable. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Okay. That's your opinion. Okay. Tell me one person who could have matched him. Rick Flair. Nope. I don't. I mean, I, as Bull. much as I love, Bull. as much as Bull. I love Flair. Bull. No. Rick Flair could talk people into that building. Right. Hogan could not do that. But Rick Flair would have never sold out WrestleMania one. You honestly, well, probably not because he was that southern, that southern belt guy, right? And that's what I'm saying. So we're talking total house numbers. More people would pay to see Hogan than they would to see Flair, and that's just even Flair has said. Well, that. it's just like it's just like with Bruno San Martino. Whenever he, uh, when okay, Nelson, this is yeah, it's up. a conversation, Nelson. This is how it goes. It goes back and forth. You just exactly. like the fact that I was admitting Hogan was better at something than Flair, where I normally don't. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so here's my thing on it. All right. The reason why I said Flair is because Flair could talk people into the building and he could literally have you on the edge of your seat for his match. Hogan did the same thing, yes, but all but Hogan also had the monopoly of the WWE behind him. Right. Flair Flair didn't have that. Flair didn't have that. Jim Crockett, yes, he had a huge bank account, but he did not have the money of a Vince McMahon. No, and you're absolutely right about that. And he, you know, like I said, though, it just comes down to, I'm like, I mean, pure house numbers. When Hogan hit his stride, what, 84? I do believe so, yeah. Okay, first off, Let's let's break it down. We're breaking this down. So drawing power, I give him a ten out of a ten. He's a plus, maybe even yeah. a plus plus, because one, he's coming in off of Rocky. Yeah. Two, after that they put him in and they make him um, the American Hulk Hogan, the all you know real American and all that stuff, going in against the evil Iranian Sheik. Yeah. Bringing in topical issues because we were having the uh, Iran and all that problems. Then he hits rock and wrestling right out of that gate. Then boom, just one, two, three. Now he's on MTV. He's on talk shows. He's on all of this stuff. Ric Flair. If you weren't an NWA fan or a hardcore wrestling fan, Ric Flair was who? But exactly. Hulk Hogan was, uh, oh, he was that guy. He's on, I saw him, he choked out Richard Belzer on TV last week. Exactly. You know, that, again, and then right that, into WrestleMania 1, pop, we got Mr. T. Mr. T was star of the 18. Mr. T was one of the biggest celebrities in the country, if not the world at that time. Again, right there, there's Mr. T training. And right there with Hulk Hogan going, do it, brother. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry, as much as I love Ric Flair. In the ring, Ric Flair's shoelaces can work better than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. 
on a mic? Absolutely. Any day of the week, Ric Flair is going to cut a better promo than Hulk Hogan. But as far as pure celebrity status and drawing power, Hogan makes Ric Flair look like David Flair. I will agree with that. But again, it goes back to the two, the, the placement of both of them at the time. You had Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's money behind Hogan. Jim Crockett didn't have a lot of money, but he put what he could behind Ric Flair. And I'm going to be honest. I think even if Flair had been in the WWE at that time, I don't think Flair would have done it what Hogan did. No, Flair wouldn't. Hogan had that over-the-top personality. And Hogan, because he was such a clean-cut guy and All-American and everything was great about him, everybody loved him, he drew the kids in. And the yeah. parents would look at it to be like, well, no, okay, so he's not a bad, he, he's always standing up for what's right and what's good. And, and he's teaching them important lessons and things like that. Flair wouldn't have been like that because if Flair was in there in 1985, he would have been the limousine riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, son of a gun. He would have been the nature boy. He wouldn't yeah. have been that clean cut, all American hero that whole Hogan was. Won. And, that they needed. Honestly, we had the Russians breathing down our neck, I ready know. to drop a nuke on us at any time. We had the Iranians doing the same thing. So the hero, the hero had to be somebody like Hulk Hogan. Yes, and, and I will agree. And with even that. with all I the will... money behind him, Flair couldn't outdraw Hogan. No, and I will, I will, I will honestly agree with that. But again, for me. I'm just saying, Ric Flair was better than Hogan, at least for me, because again, it, I grew it's not up a matter like, of being. I, like I said, uh, it, is, it it ain't a, it ain't a matter of being better. On a mic, yes, in the ring, absolutely. Like I said, Flair, the sweat in Flair's shoelaces has more wrestling ability than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but I was like I said, we're we're breaking it down by one, two, three, you know, and one of his things is drawing power. Hogan's drawing power. Hogan's drawing power was off the charts. You could put him on cereal. You could put him on a toy. You could put him on a magazine. You could put him on anything. It was going to sell. Yeah, it you was could, going to I sell. I mean, for it, the love of God, he did. had his own pasta machine. And it did. It, it 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 worked. It sold. It made him a lot of money. It did. I will. I will. One hundred percent. Right hand on the Bible. Admit that. But again, for me, this is just me as a person. I'm not saying because of that. I'm saying as a fan and a person, for me, I was not a fan of Hulk Hogan. I just wasn't. But, but again, I think you missed. No, no, no. Just a second. Remember, dude, we're doing a report card. We're not doing it off of personal opinion. I know, I know, I know, I know, and 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 I and and I will say, yes, for drawability, Hogan outdrew Flair. I will say, and it was, it's not even it. a combination of who outdrew who, because let's face it, we can have because okay, let's put in Austin. Austin was a ten plus draw. Hogan yeah. is a ten plus draw. It does. It's not. Did he who did he a uh, you know outdraw this person? No, it was simple. Is were they at that level? If well, I mean, I don't know if you ever got A's in class, but I did. 
There were other students that I, got A's actually, in my class as actually, well. Actually, I did get A's in class, but okay. The little shiny stickers didn't count. No, I'm not. I, I'm not I'm a shiny. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but like I said, this is, you know, like I said, so he, we can have more than one person that has a 10 or an A in drawing ability. Because like I said, we're not dealing with Flair right now. Flair, this is looking strictly at the character of Hulk Hogan and his career. Now, was he able to draw? Talk, and okay. how well was he able to now, draw? Now, go, if we pull in Mark Jindrak or Batista or yeah, Kevin Nash, back. the lowest drawing champion of all time, he's going to be a, a three or a four. Now, let's go back to let's go back to Hogan, okay? Drawability, give him an A+. Okay, in ring work, eh, what would you give him? I would give him probably a C. Average. I will say it was passable will, for the time. I I will say when Hogan worked Japan, he worked Japan a lot better than he did America. Well, that's that's a lot to do with Vince, that protecting nature. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, Vince did not use his guys to their full potential because he tried to protect, to protect longevity. Yeah. Now, now, right into what you just talked about. What would you give Hogan on character development from Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan? That I would have to give a, I'd probably go A on that. Because let's face it, Hulkamania Hulkamania wasn't on life support. The guy was standing over there digging a hole, getting ready to put Hulkamania in it. It was dead. We all went to the funeral. We sent the flowers. I will honestly Hollywood say that. brought it back to life. Yeah, I will say that Hollywood Hogan, yeah, the 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 change from Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan was it needed to happen and you know And when it did it, happen, when it did happen, the, that's an, the thing. another it another even reignited happened. Hulk Hogan later. Yeah, and when it, it and allowed when, the red and, when, and yellow to come back and Hulkamania to be cool again. Yeah, and when it did happen another wrestling boom happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? So let's, so, so let's put the, let's put a nice red and yellow or black and white bow on this and go legacy. Legacy of Hulk Hogan. What are you giving? That's really hard. And I will admit that that's really a tough one to grade because Obviously, like everything we've just talked about, the first WrestleMania was a, a success because of Hulk Hogan. You know, the rock and wrestling connection, that boom in the 80s was there because of Hulk Hogan. He was one of the catalysts behind the boom in the late 90s. You know, so everything major that had happened up until like 2005, 2006, Hulk Hogan was directly linked in it somewhere. And... On that factor, I want to give him a A plus, but his backstage politics, the way he would try to protect his place, uh, his lack of willingness to work with the talent that was coming up, I think you have to take that into account because you're talking about a legacy. Not just as a fan, but to the industry and the business itself. And when you look at that, like him trying to 
basically he almost tried, he tried to get the undertaker fired, not really fired, but at least reprimanded because there, he's, comes back to Vince. Oh yeah, man, he, he messed my neck up. He dropped me wrong. He dropped me wrong. And that kind of stuff. Uh, his, and ironically, with... I, and ironically, that was right after he actually dropped a jobber on his head by accident. Right. You know, and again, it's not, like I said, that's where, why I, I, I'm trying, it's, it's tough because I want to say just off of his pure star power, his raw ability to draw, he's got to be an A for the legacy. There's never going to be another Hulk Hogan. Ever. No, but I'm saying for his impact on the business as a whole, and the fa- uh, and, and it goes back to what you were talking about, his backdoor politics in WCW, the way he tried to keep certain talent down, that plays into a lot of it. Right. And that's why so I think I give him probably a, a B. So it's kind of hard to really say he has he had a a star-studded legacy if you really look at everything he did, including the 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 hammer down on the young talent in WCW, the hammer down on certain talent in, in WWE. His politics is just it it was all about Hogan. And that nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, especially in the business. I get it. But at the same time, it for me, I would give his legacy probably a B minus. That's as good as I can do. I can, that, that me, I had a B, you know, uh, and yeah, it could I could see B minus, like I said, just that other that negative stuff that's always going to leave a shadow on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, and I'm whenever not, you and, got and, a person that not, he wrestled 30 years ago that still get, takes every opportunity and thanks the Lord that he gets to wake up to another day on Twitter and say, "F you, Hulk Hogan." You know, Shiki Baby's saying, there. And I'm not saying because of his his political beliefs outside of wrestling, because everyone no. that's that, that's been well documented. We done gone into verbatim on that. I'm saying what he did, yeah, if you guys don't know, look it up. It was from last year. We did a review of WrestleMania, and someone said a certain word that we're not going to go into it. But, <laughs> it but, in, but in wrestling, for me, legacy-wise, yes, he did all these phenomenal things, but he still held down young talent. He still kept his position, and he wasn't going to do business properly with the right people. So overall, I guess Hogan's report card would be about an A minus. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we are two minutes over. So we're getting the wrap up from a producer saying, uh, "Guys, you're two minutes over." Yeah. So uh, for Mike, that's Joe. You can get our merchandise at Morbid Magic Emporium. Nice hats, shirts, all that fun stuff. And we'll see you same two guys time, same two guys channel. <laughs>